those of you who got an invite, welcome to Nerd Prime. <laughs> no matter where in the world you are, we're all Nerds International. With the hyphen. What was that strange sound at the beginning there? Well, that fancy noise was our uh, new intro because we've got some exciting news. We've been accepted into the Nerds International Network. We have. Not that we applied for it, because <laughs> we didn't think they'd want us there. No. But they were kind enough to ask us to join, and we were happy to, because, uh, yeah, the best place out of all of it is the G Plus communities, isn't it? So. And being nerds, it's the first time we've ever been accepted. On anything. Exactly. We've always been rejected my whole life. <laughs> Rejection. Take that, ex-girlfriends of the past. <laughs> Look at me now. <laughs> Fuck nerds. you, Dad. <laughs> nerds International. That's with a hyphen. It's me, Nick Lamley, and me, Harrison Hunt, aka QC Ratface. And we are Tabletop Twats. Yes. Yeah, that's doing it this time. No, I mean, <laughs> right, on my own. <laughs> yeah. This show is so packed full As always. of stuff. It's going to blow your mind. And we've got a new segment called Adventure Calls. And it's going to be amazing. <laughs> yeah. But we've got what you've been saying. We've got the update to the competition, the main subject, which this week is Savage Worlds. And then we've got Adventure Calls, the challenge bit, Fireside Tales, Electro Letters. It's a packed show, Nick. Packed show, indeed. <laughs> Ever professional. So strap in. Sit back. And fuck off. <laughs> no, listen. Oh, listen. No, please listen. <laughs> please it. do listen. That's it. Oi! Yeah? What you slaying? So this is what you've been saying, where we talk about what you've been playing. But what really, we've been playing. can I stop you there? It shouldn't really be more, what the hell have you been fucking slaying? There's been some awful <laughs> shit going down it's in been the next Savage Worlds campaign. We're going to get that into that in a minute, yeah. because I want to talk about, very quickly, I bought a new RPG this week. Ah, uh, yes. And it is called Made, and basically the premise of it is that the GM is the master of a mansion, and all the players are maids in that mansion and have to impress the master. Or a butler. Or a butler, um, if you want to be. So, so this is where's this from? It's from Japan, mate. Okay, cool. Of and they speak, uh, so, yeah, obviously. And so, is Japan well known for its RPGs? It's a very, very small scene. To okay. be fair, there's only two RPGs that ever came out of Japan. But I'm going to save Made for next week, and I'm going to talk about it at length because it is so fucking weird and interesting. It sounds cool, Harrison. Me and Harrison had a little chat about it, and he's, uh, since it's been delivered, and um, he's, yeah, you've been talking to me about it. And it from what we, what I've heard so far, it's fucking nuts. It does I sound crazy. I will just say one thing fun. is that I, I read that there's an item in there that's a little box, and when you open it. Um, greased up naked men come out and follow you around. Really? What's that thing? It's, a, it's an item in the no game, man. So we're going to play that. Oh, I love you, Japan. And anyway, we should talk about what happened in Savage Worlds oh, yeah. this week. Oh, dear. Well, yeah, let me, just, let me just say, first of all, when it was all kicking off, I couldn't sit still. I think I sat on my chair in about five different positions, including hanging over It got it. really intense. But Nick's doing a, a zombie campaign at yeah. the moment. 
and essentially what we had to do is we went on a supply run you know to keep it short we Ooh. went on a supply run the original idea was just to trick out a um, camper van that you guys had and you had like you've got a compound now haven't you you've got like a little safe, safe yeah, house yeah so we, we went that on a little plan, um, some straightforward yeah so we went on a supply run to fix the fucking van and when we came back Ernest who was um, a Cub Scout leader character we spoke um, about before he's definitely not a paedophile yeah he's definitely not a paedophile why are you saying paedophile <laughs> stop it but um, <laughs> when uh, yeah when we got back he had a go at my character who was um, Sarah Butler now, who, yeah Sarah's pretty Sarah's pretty scary anyway she was ruthless and, and you know killed a lot of people so Ernest who was Ryan's character started having a go at me because he's his character was like a Christian tensions have been rising for a while I think I mean the extras haven't really been too on board with um, Sarah's uh, let's say unorthodox tactics I mean she's just embracing the apocalypse a bit too much but then the other player characters they really sort of were going along with it but didn't like it no well she kept them safe that's the thing and thing, and also uh, as brutal as she can be um, uh, she's also she looks after her, her core group of people she didn't give a fuck about the extras but then in the end it came to a head where Ernest couldn't take any more of no. what he called my demonic actions mm-hmm. and she got insulted by it because I had the vengeful hindrance which means that um you know, I want to get revenge on people that wrong me. And because yeah. he insulted me, you know, I, I retaliated in a small way where I hit him. And then, because it didn't do anything because of his armour, I That's thought, right, well, yeah. she's going to want to get revenge, so I have to hit him again. Mm-hmm. And then he pulled a gun on me, so I needed to get revenge. He pulled, I pulled a gun on him. out or something, didn't he? Or whatever yeah. it was, huge hand cannon. He was pointing it right at my head, and then I pointed my gun at him, and then it escalated from there because mm-hmm. he... The one mechanic came out, good old Doddy, who we've had from the beginning, who was trying to fix the campervan for you. Got a bit heated, he got gut shot. Yeah, I shot, I, I shot him in the gut, and then Ernest, the other player character, went he to shoot out, me in the head. He bled out, didn't he? Yeah, and then Ernest went to shoot me in the head, and he it ringed off my helmet, and I went <laughs> to shoot him back. And then the other player character, Cornelius, yep. got in the way of the shots, and then yep. Porky did as well, who's a little kid. He took a few rounds to the, to the... He got winged, I think. Yeah, I, I, said, I remember Sarah said to them, he, she was like... Yeah, she said to the other guys that she was going to... The other player characters that she was going to shoot them if they didn't get out of the way. Yeah. And they remained in the way because they thought that I was bluffing. And yeah. I did a wildfire shot, six shots. Oh, yeah. No, a few, yeah, they went down. I think yeah, two, Cor- two of the player characters had two wounds. Yeah, Cornelius went down, and then Porky, the little kid, went down. Oh. Ernest was the only one standing. Yeah. I tried to leg it towards the door, got onto the moped, then Ernest shot me. I was bleeding out on the floor. and we Moped were, fell on top of you, huh? Yeah. But then we were pointing our fucking guns at each other. <laughs> and, then, and then, if you remember, we then we entered combat. So I pulled um, my initiative card, which yeah. meant that I got to go first. Oh, but I got the Joker. Pull, yeah, remember? you pulled Joker. Yeah. So then Ernest goes, "Yeah, I'm going to shoot Sarah." And so I said, I interrupted, and my interrupting action was to put the moped back up and then try and drive out. <laughs> yeah. But I was trying to, I was trying to drive out of the gate, right? But the gate was closed, so I just put my legs out. Yeah, you kind of forgot to open the gate before you, uh, before your speedy escape. Yeah, and you thought putting your foot out would just break yeah, the door down. <laughs> but it didn't really happen. It didn't really work. No, you just so, crunched into a bit, another fucking pile and, and then the bike on you again. And then, um, yeah, then as a last, as a last thing, I fucking got bleach and ammonia out, mixed oh, them together, trying yeah. to make a chlorine gas to kill everyone, <sighs> and end up only killing myself. Well, you knocked yourself out. No, I knocked myself out, and then... With the fumes, and then uh, Ernest... Um, slit my throat. Slit you open. 
Yeah. Wow. So that was a, that was like the biggest boss fight we've had in the game yet. It was unreal, and it hasn't finished yet because we ran out of time, unfortunately. So we had to call it a night. But um, just as we was wrapping up, because um, you had only been well, your brain hadn't been destroyed, had it? So uh, Sarah's now just risen. The following is actual audio from the game. You kill another innocent person, this bullet's gonna be in your head, and I don't care who knows it. Um, Listen, motherfucker. Do you wanna know one fact? One fact, right? Because you fucking insulted me, and nobody fucking does that, right? So listen to me, right? Your mother is probably dead. Fuck you. I pulled the trigger. So we just wanted to have a quick update to the competition. Right. I always have to preface this with the fact that I I really didn't try that hard with the jingle, and honestly, I'm ashamed of it. competition. I love that jingle. It's fucking awful. <laughs> uh, it's competition. Yeah, but that's right. Why. So this week we have had people entering our colouring competition and in that you can win a red box D&D starter kit, a lovely set of dice and an amazing mini. And how do you win that, Nick? Uh, you've got colour in the picture of our night, night raptor. And you can find that raptor at, at www.tinyurl.com <laughs> Fuck.com forward. No, shall I do it? Yes. Tinyurl.com forward slash TTT comp. That's tinyurl.com forward, forward slash sex. TTT comp. Yes. Go there, find a picture, colour it in, send it in to us on Jamal or on Facebook and or on Google Plus. And the Jamal address is tabletoptwats at gmail.com. That's right. Yeah. Facebook forward slash tabletop T. And then a Google Plus group. But Dude. yeah, the entries that we've had this week. It's just oh, about to say, I've been blown away. It's been they're brilliant. so good. So, so good. So we've had four absolute crackers so far, haven't we? Uh, say the names, because we've got some great yeah. names yeah, sending yeah. in there. Right, so we've got Craigistid, which uh, is, I call it the Harrison Nightmare. Um, I think it's been inspired from the old 90s, that amazing 90s show, 80s show. Do you remember Nightmare? Yeah, Nightmare. It was, it was awesome. It's like a D&D game show. I remember the graphics, but being a kid and being generally scared. Like, do you remember the time for the uh, for the episodes used to wear down? And as it did, like, the guy's face slowly decayed, like, from Indiana oh, yeah. Jones and bits of his skin fell off. And at the end, it was just like a skull. And that's when it finished. It's pretty creepy. And I loved it. And I thought it was, the graphics were just, like, unreal back then. Yeah, so Craig's done a picture based on that. I think so, yeah. So cool. We will post them on the... They're everywhere. We've been putting them up. We're really proud of them, aren't we? So yeah, I've been so putting them everywhere. Um, have a look at them if you check want Check them out. Yeah, come check them out. And then um, we have one from... We've got one from um, Daniel. Um, just Daniel, actually. He's quite mysterious. I'm not too sure where he's from or where he's... He's from a from. different plane of existence. <laughs> yeah, I think he might be. But Daniel is brilliant. He emailed in and he's is the... Um, uh, it's the one of the, our picture up on a wall and there's two like cleaners. Oh, it's like, yeah, he's done it so it looks like graffiti and yeah. the cleaners are annoyed by it. No, one's annoyed by it. One's like uh, fecking graffiti and the other's like, yeah, fecking graffiti. It's brilliant. It's, it's uh, very good. It's very, very good. And then our last one. No, we have one from John Samuels. Yeah, well, I'm sorry, yeah, John. Which I think needs some explaining because <laughs> it's a picture of two people that nobody listening to this podcast will know at my wedding, one of which is my brother. And he's being pointed at by my mate Peter, and then the dinosaur knight is on the end of his finger. Uh, yeah, but, you, you but know, it's an entry nonetheless. I so think, it's yeah, I think the main thing is you tried, John. Yeah, yes, um, yeah. well done. <laughs> <laughs> and the last one, which is absolutely brilliant, is from um, it's from Germany, from a guy called uh, I've got to get it right now, Manuel Sams. Oh, I'm really sorry if I've got that wrong. Let me see that. 
M-A-N-U-E-L. Manuel Sams. Manuel S-A-M-B-S. And that's what come all the way from Munich in Germany. And this one's brilliant as well. It's one of my favourite films. It's Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Uh, you've got Johnny Depp and Benicio del Toro in the front of the car. And then it's the uh, picture has been put in rather than... Uh, I think it's Tobey Maguire's, is there? Anyway, the kid's yeah. in the back. And, um, and then a the bit of the back. The, the I thought his brilliant. colouring actually was immense. He's yeah. scales on it and shit. It's, and it's incredible. Really cool. And it's got... Um, yeah, it's got You Can't Stop Here. This is Twat Country rather than Back Country, which I thought was Pretty brilliant. Good. Yeah, so well, well done. It's, yeah, it's great, so awesome. That. There's no winner yet. All, All right. right, you've still got to enter. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, John Samuel, even you might win possibly if there's Everyone's a Everyone's in for a chance. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I mean... We've still got a week to go, so... Get entering. Get entering. Enter uh, us. Enter the competition. <laughs> Main. Subject. Main. Subject. <coughs> Sorry. So, main subject. The main subject this, on this one. episode is Savage Worlds. Yes. Savage Worlds is... A game. Mm-hmm. And thanks for listening. See ya. <laughs> it's the game we're currently playing. We spoke about it quite a bit. It's a open system, I suppose you'd call it. It's not like genre specific or anything. It's not set in fantasy like um, some games or whatever. It's you can uh, you do anything with it. So it's just a system, um, a bit like GURPS, I suppose. Generic system. Well, GURPS is another generic system. There's quite a few out there, but Savage Worlds, um, instead of going for a generic sort of feel of play, mm-hmm. it sort of almost has like an action focus a little bit because yeah. it's, it's, it, the tagline is fast, furious and fun. Yeah. And the whole point of it is that you can create a character really quickly and all of the stuff that takes place in the game is very, very easy to do and you can just you know roll for it quickly. Yeah, so action packs, isn't it? Yeah, so you just get stuff out of the way, boom, boom, boom. Yeah. And, in that respect, it's really, really good. I mean, mm-hmm. other generic systems such as GURPS, you know, the character creation, it's in-depth and it's awesome, but it takes a little time. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got to really sit down and, and, and think about it. And in this, they kind of keep everything really broad. So it's like skills, for instance. You have uh, things like survival, where that can encompass loads of things. It can encompass making shelter. It can encompass hunting animals. So, you know loads of things so in that respect it, it simplifies a lot of things in, in the aid of making everything a lot quicker definitely and I think especially if you're starting out um, GMing and stuff it's a good one to pick up especially I mean, I, th- I thought it was good for me as mm-hmm. my first one because it's not so much to just like I mean the GURPS book's huge if I just got handed that and was like right off you go uh, not to mention the fact that the the Savage Worlds book yeah like you said it's it's really um, quite short yeah. and um, concise yeah you can buy extra supplements to bulk it out but the fact of the matter is, is that the actual book itself and the main rules are nice and simple and you can get through it really quite easily and yeah. learn it quite easily but not to mention the price the price is amazing yeah, I mean, it's a nice little book. It's, what, A5 size, so it fits in your bag. You can read it pretty Fits quickly. in your handbag. Fits in your little man handbag. Um, and we picked it up for a tenner. A tenner, I got it for, yeah. Which so, is... um, to our foreign listeners, that means 10 English pounds. So, yeah, I don't know what the exchange or is. Yeah, or as the foreign listeners might say, 10 English pounds. Pounds. That's racist. That That's racist, man. <laughs> well, you can always be racist. I'll just try and be a cowboy. Fear. Az én nevem Ellen Rickman, és amikor épp nem a galaxis mentem meg, tabletop twats hallgatok. What, the, the unique way that you play Savage Worlds basically is that instead of, in other games, when you're leveling up a skill, you might add a plus to it. So when you roll, you always add two. 
and in Savage Worlds, um, you just level up the dice that you roll. Yeah, that's cool. We should explain that first. So in Savage Worlds, all your skills are determined by a dice type. So if you've got, if so, basically D6 is average, mm-hmm. uh, D4 is below average, and then so on and so forth. So if you've got a D6 in fighting, you're average in fighting. Let's put it that way. It's, and it's quite straightforward, isn't it? You just roll a dice type for each skill or attribute you've got. And then when you level up, it's, um, you just go up to the next dice type. So yeah. if you get better at fighting, you go up from a D6 to a D8, and then you have a better chance of doing well, basically. Exactly that, yeah. And also the other the other um, good thing about the dice, which is quite different to other games, is the fact that when you roll... Uh, no, first of all, you've got the wild dice. So basically all player characters are called wild cards, which means that they're the main characters and they're a little bit special to the story and you know, and whatnot. And so, so for every roll they do, they get an extra D6 to roll with it. And then they pick the highest number when out, they roll out of the two. Yeah, out of the two dice. And then the also the other the other interesting thing about Savage Worlds is the fact that if you get the highest possible roll on that dice type, say for instance you're rolling a d6 and you get a six, you then get to roll it again. This is open ended and can carry on happening until you stop rolling the highest number. So you can get huge hits. I have to say it makes criticals really exciting. Yeah. Or, or as they call it, exploding dice. Yeah. But whenever that happens, it just you you know that it can go on for fucking ages. And when you when you know that you get a six three times in a row and you have to keep rolling Every, the, everyone at the table goes fucking crazy yeah. it's so much fun it gets, yeah it's really exciting and it's, it's one of the best things about it now the other interesting thing that Savage Worlds has got which uh, which I like is the Benny system now do you want to explain that? well there's the Benny system is basically they're re-roll tokens and you can win these by doing cool stuff in the game playing your hindrances which is a big playing deal playing your hindrances doing good role playing maybe if you're doing a comedy campaign, a funny joke. If you're doing an action campaign, Absolutely. a cool stunt. Yeah, or um, an interlude, which is when you've all got a bit of downtime, you sit down, you tell a story, and you do, and you really do a good bit of um, role-playing to help the story along, and you get rewarded with a Benny, which is really There nice. are other systems that have um, the Benny system as well. Oh, really? Yeah, but it's not called the same thing. I know mm-hmm. D&D 5th Edition has something called Inspiration, and you win points of inspiration. Right, and okay. they work exactly the same way. So it's not unique to Savage Worlds, but it, it certainly adds a bit more sort of action feel to it because every time you fuck something up if you've got a Benny you can just spend that and then re-roll and um, choose the high one basically and that makes it really really fun because it means that maybe people that aren't into the role-playing aspect and just want to play a game yeah. actually get into the role-playing because um, they know that they can get awarded game-wise for making a cool character. Absolutely, yeah. And it's cool as well because the actual Benny is a physical thing. It's, you know, you mainly, most people use poker chips. You can use anything you like, but it's quite fun because you're sitting there at your table, you've got your dice and everything, and you've also got a little stack of poker chips. And well, any- I use dead prostitutes. No, that's, that's awful. Sorry. No, <laughs> 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 well, I'll cut that out. Sorry, man. This is an edge. This is an edge, right? So that means that at that moment, they stopped that person doing it. He actually forgot to do it. I didn't forget. I'm not psychic. I don't know what Ryan's about to say. He said what he wanted to do. In that movement, he had to walk past me. If I said, I'm going to walk up to you and shoot you in the face. If someone had a fleet footed thing, after I said that and said, I've got this fleet footed thing. final bit about the Savage World system is that initiative works slightly different. Yeah, that's right. So if I just explain real quick what initiative is, in, it's a term that's common in most um, role-playing games, and what initiative is... is Sounds more complicated than what it is, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, you just do a role to determine who takes what turn in the combat. It's yeah, usually yeah. based on your character's speed. But in Savage Worlds, 
none of that actually happens. No, it's completely you just, different. You just pull a card, yeah. and and so the initiative is random, basically. Mm-hmm. But you can pull if you pull a Joker, it means you can take your turn whenever you want. Whenever you like, yeah. And you can interact, interact with anybody or anything like that. So it's quite exciting, yeah. And um, you, each round, you pull um, another set of card, uh, another set of cards, so it's always random and goes on. Yeah. Good fun. Um, so, but that so that's basically how the Savage Worlds works. But if you want to expand your game, Nick, if you want to get more stuff to bulk out the rule book, there are supplementary materials. So yeah, so there's loads of cool settings, really popular settings for um, Savage Worlds. Some are from uh, Savage Worlds itself, from Pinnacle, and others from other people. Yeah, the biggest one I think Savage Worlds is famous for, for its own uh, one, is Deadlands. I think it was the original one. Yeah, Deadlands is, as far as I remember... It's basically a Wild West. It's, it's just like the, it's basically set in the Wild West with cowboys, with a big fuck ton of magic and supernatural shit going on. Oh yeah, and weird science. <laughs> yeah, sorry, in the book, and weird yeah. science. So which is pretty cool. pretty cool setting. Yeah, another uh, another really um, unusual one, which I really like the sounds of. Actually, I've been reading more about it recently. Is uh, Low Life by Andy Hop, um, mm-hmm. and the premise is pretty simple. Um, Basically, it takes place of like a gazillion years in the future on Earth, and everything bad that could possibly have happened to the Earth, like global events and stuff like that, has happened. Wipes everything off, uh, you know, wipes all, um, all humans and pretty much all the animals and everything um, off the face of the Earth, and all the things that survived. Like, um, so you play as like a single cell organism? No, no, it's better than that. So it's things like cockroaches and earthworms and things that will survive these kind of. Oh, so things. you actually have to be like a worm? But, well, no, things that have evolved from that. So because oh, okay. it's set like a gazillion years in the future, so you're like you could be um, a descendant from a, like a whole um, species that's evolved from the cream from a Twinkie. Cause, you know they say like Twinkies survive. Oh yeah, and things like that. And it's like and it's all got its own law and. and so you'd be like, like a cream monster. I'm not so sure. I haven't read a lot about it. I've just seen a lot about it. And that it sounds awesome. Incredible, yeah. So and it's all things that have evolved from that, and it's really in depth, and it looks great. So so in Savage Worlds as well, um, because the rule book is a generic rule book, it does contain all the rules you need to play any setting. It really does. Mm-hmm. But you can get um, these supplements as well if you you have like a specific genre in mind. So um, I'm holding my hands the horror companion. So there's a sci-fi companion as well. I'm sci-fi companion, horror, one. and fantasy. They're the three companions. Oh, and a superhero. So there's four uh, official companions. Yeah. So these these aren't settings as such, but they're sort of flavor, flavor, and, and how to play um, a specific genre. Yeah, really. And it usually contains new rules specific to that genre. Um, you'll have new weapons in there, new monsters, some like story ideas and things like that yeah they're, they're really really cool I, I borrowed the sci-fi one up for you actually and that was really really awesome they're good aren't they yeah they're really good and again cheap um, same size as the core rule book um, and then well then the only other one is uh, well there's, like I said there's bundles but another one that I bought because of my zombie campaign is War of the Dead which is really really cool um, there's loads of it there's War of the Dead chapters 1, 2, 3 and 4 uh, which is set pretty much as an apocalypse is happening in like the months leading on after that and then after that you've got World of the Dead which is set like I think four years after everything and it's basically um, a whole book about 
This is absolutely huge. Yeah, it's wow. a massive book, and it's all about um, how society has coped after the zombie. Basically, there's no cure for the zombies, so it's just people living now. Oh, no, there's a zombie Barack Obama. <laughs> yeah, there is. Yeah, <laughs> of course. <laughs> a plot point campaigns. It's full of. It's got. A, it's got um, a ra- um, like a random encounter. Not encounter. Um, like adventure generator and stuff. Oh, nice. Um, so it puts a load of different things together. It's a really good book. It's huge. Oh, yeah. this is official as well. Yeah. It's absolutely massive. It's awesome. I think it's Daring Entertainment. Yeah, that's yeah. right. It's from Daring Entertainment. You can get hold of it. I got this from Drive Through RPG. I think that costs about six days, seventeen pounds. So that's World of the Dead. That's World of the Dead. So that happens after War of the Dead. So oh, nice. War of the Dead chapters one to four, and then if you carry one account, they're all like. Um, so that basically the War of the Dead book basically is a campaign, and it campaign, takes you exactly. through the whole thing. Exactly. Yeah. And then if you want to carry it on four years later, you go to World of the Dead. So you let me in the week um, last Parsec, which is a um, sci-fi setting for Savage Worlds. And once again, this one is incredibly cheap. It's about a tenner, and the quality of it is just amazing. Like the layout of the book, where they've done it in this sort of really cool sci-fi way with like a, you know, sort of futuristic font and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. It's really, really it's cool. very blue. But yeah, I wanted to like talk about this book because I had sort of mixed feelings about how I felt about it. You know, with a sci-fi setting, I feel like everyone's done it. Mm-hmm. So they tried to go for some originality, which is cool. But often, I think like that originality sometimes can come across as being a bit silly. And that's fine because, you know, I did a sci-fi campaign where there was loads of really stupid shit in it. Yeah. And we made it funny. But this book, um, it has... One of the races you can be is a yeti and a cat person and a person that's like a giant bipedal flower. And okay. it's which is which is cool, but like the book sort of takes it really quite seriously. Right. And I'm like, I was reading this and I was like, the, it, it goes through like the history of um, how Earth colonized other planets and stuff like that. And it's like so detailed and serious. And then suddenly, Yeti. <laughs> and it's just like, it's a bit weird. But um, another thing is that the book is incredibly high quality and all of the illustrations are fucking amazing. Yeah. And then you get to this page. Yeah. It's like they've sort of resized the image in Microsoft Paint. Oh, it's a bit blocky, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's all pixelated. And oh, weird. yeah, yeah. That's page 41 for anyone that has that. <laughs> maybe it's a, it's a mess up and it's a, that's a limited edition or something. Could be. <laughs> or maybe that's just how ships look in the future. <laughs> yeah. Or that. All, but, um, yeah, one of, the, one of the cool things is the equipment in here is fucking... It's ridiculous how much cool stuff is in it. There's just so much, like, original stuff. I'm going to try and find the page real quick. Oh, yeah, gear. So you've got... One of the things I noted was control collar. And it says the control collar was originally designed to work with dangerous animals. They're primarily used by xenozoologists and animal handlers. The collar overrides an animal's control of its muscles. It is able to jolt the wearer, causing 2d6 stun damage. Whoa. So you can put that on people to, to enslave them. You've got energy cage, gravity trap, organic gill. Organic gill. Uh, that sounds like a person. No, it's my mate, organic gill. <laughs> it's organic gill. <laughs> he's, he's got me some pirate DVDs. My mate, organic gill, from down the road. Hey, I'm organic gill. <laughs> 
So um, <laughs> next. <coughs> so uh, yeah, and then they they've also got robots that you can buy as well, nice. which are fucking sick. And the, you've got um, like an exploration one, a litigation one. I guess that does like your paperwork. <laughs> and then you've got a medical android. They're pretty awesome, and the vehicles are amazing as well. Um, yeah, wow, look at that. Yeah, that's cool. Saurian turtle tank. It yeah. looks. It actually looks like the spider thing from Wild Wild West. Well, not that again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it does a bit. My my overwhelming thing with this book in the end was if you're going to use it for a sci-fi campaign setting in Savage Worlds, absolutely do it. Mm -hmm. Maybe don't take their sort of um, stories and stuff in there, but you could take all the races and the items and stuff and put them into your world. But maybe don't take the backstory because it's it's very serious, or just alter it a little bit or something like that. That's what you want, really. Yeah, what your I, groups after, I suppose, they want a really serious. No, that's fine. Story, I have no problem with doing a serious story. It's just weird when you stick yetis and cat people in there. I guess. Hello. I don't know. <laughs> Buffalo soldier looks like a soldier. Any damsel that's in distress, be out of that dress when she meets Jim West. Rough check, so we gotta check the law and abide. Watch your step. We'll flex and get a hole in your side. Swallow your pride. Don't let you look. React. You don't want to see my hand. Well, Hello. They're all basically like Lenny from Of Mice and Men. They're accidentally strangling dogs and stuff. <laughs> Have you not seen that film? Or read that book? Uh, no, I haven't. Okay. Well, there's a big guy who strangles a dog in it. Oh, what? I'm reading that <laughs> He does now. it by accident, man. Oh, that's right. He's innocent. Uh, speaking of dogs, have you seen John Wick? No. <laughs> I watched it last night, right? It's fucking crazy, but it's... Uh... Yeah, man, someone kills his dog, and I like dogs a lot. So me and my wife are just like, yeah, fuck everybody, and he just he just goes out on a rampage and kills everybody. But there's not more to it than that. But check it out. I don't know if I want to watch that, man. <laughs> what, 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 just Keanu Reeves kills a dog. No, someone kills his dog. So someone kills his dog. His wife dies. I'm not gonna yeah, I'm not gonna give it too much away. But so his wife dies. Uh, no, I'm not actually forget. Oh, I'm not, probably not going to watch the film, but oh, yeah, don't put this in either. So he's, he, Keanu Reeves goes on a dog killing rampage. No, that's Keanu John Reeves, Wick. Keanu Reeves. Everyone watch John Wick. <laughs> it's just good RPG chat. <laughs> this is John Wick Appreciation Society. Yeah, Keanu, Keanu, stop killing dogs, mate. He doesn't know his dog gets killed. He don't know he kills a dog. You no. said it. You said he goes on a his dog gets killed and then he goes on a dog killing rampage. No, he's well. Because if he up. doesn't have a dog, then nobody gets a dog. <laughs> is that the rule? Yeah. <laughs> That's your way. My name's Alan Rickman, and I'm Jen. No, wait. My name's also Alan Rickman. No, I'm I'm no, Alan. I'm, no, no, I'm the real Alan Rickman. No, wait. I'm Alan Rickman. <laughs> but I'm not. No, wait. No, what? But no, I'm Alan Rickman. No, shush. I'm la tabletop twats. So yeah, so if you if you like the sound of Savage Worlds, um, trust me, it's a good one. Get involved in that one. Um, or we spoke about it a little bit before. We want to play online. Yeah, I'm going to try it for the first time. Um, you can use Fantasy Grounds. Yeah, and there's quite a big deal going on with Fantasy Grounds. Uh, Fantasy, Grounds Fantasy Grounds is basically an online gaming platform for RPGs, and there is a convention coming up, which is an online convention called FGCon. FGCon, yeah, it's running from um, Friday the 14th of October all the way through to Sunday the 16th of October, so it's all weekend. Um, and it's 
basically yeah, just a bunch of online games. There's um, it's the biggest online convention to date that FG uh, Fantasy Grounds have done. They've got over seventy five games. They're all f- uh, all open for registration. Um, also, all games are free for players, and that's one hundred percent free. So if I'm assuming one of the conventions on, everyone can play for free. Yeah, um, you all you need to do is sign up, and you just Google Fantasy Grounds Con, and it'll take you straight to it. We've both signed up. Yeah, or you can get the client from um, Steam as well, which is quite good. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's on, that. yeah, it's on Steam. So, um, all the uh, yeah, all the Fantasy Grounds website, and they've got they're playing Savage Worlds is there, of course. You've got Pathfinder, you've got D and D, you've got Call of Cthulhu, Star Wars, um, BRP. Um, not heard of that one. Neither have I. Cipher System, not heard of that one either. And Dungeon World. So, Dungeon um, World. Dun- a world of dungeons. A world of dungeons. That sounds terrifying. Get on that and go and have a look because they're trying to make it the biggest online convention yeah. ever this year. And I think we can help them do it because it is a really, really cool convention. So, if you like the sound of Savage Worlds, mm-hmm. you can get on there and actually just try it out. Play yeah. it yeah, without spending a fucking penny. My name is Apoche and when I'm narrating, RPGs about slaves and me being the master. I'm listening to the tabletop twats. I don't even know what that <laughs> was. That was. Man, I like that. <laughs> but Savage Worlds, I, I think it is genuinely a great system for for people that want to get started with role playing. Yeah, have a lot and of fun. you you can you know add complexity later by buying other stuff. Yeah, go over to um, the Pinnacle website. Um, I'm going to get it right this time. <laughs> Pinnacle. Which is www.pinnacle.com, which what? is P E G I N C. And that is the website, so go there now. <laughs> this is totally cool. I completely did, yeah. Right, so yeah, and yeah, so if you want to check out Savage Worlds, go over to the Pinnacle website, which is um, peginc.com, which is P E G I N C.com, and it's like Peg Inc. Peg Inc. Stephen Dragon's one. In a land far beyond your imagining, adventure waits. And down beneath you will find things that you never dreamed of seeing. Goblins, orcs, treasures, mountains of gold. Will you be brave enough to delve deep and beat the final boss of the dungeon? This is Adventure Calls. Available for $49.99.99. Available at all good retailers. Okay, so this segment is a new segment, but sort of an old one that we did before, but before it didn't have a name. Now it's got a name because... This is Adventure Calls, and look... This is right. We know the prank calls are immature. Childish. And pathetic. <laughs> but we're going to do one now. Because they're funny. Um, so I actually had to pre-record this because um, the place in question was only open at a specific time. So um, I called up a insurance company <laughs> pretending to be a dwarf. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, have a listen. Enjoy Hello, you're through to Connor on the new client services team. Can I ask if this is a new inquiry or have you used our services before? Aye, this be a new inquiry. Okay, in regards to personal injury, can I ask? Aye, um, do you deal with injuries at work? Yes, that's uh, something I'll be able to assist you with today. All I'll have to do is go over some personal contact information with you. Okay, would I be able to tell you next, please? My name's Oswin Blackhammer. Can I take a spell for that, sorry? It's O-S-W-I-N. Yep. B-L-A-C-K. And then Hammer, as in Hammer. Hammer, as in Hammer, okay. And what's the best number to contact you on there? I don't have a phone. Okay, we would need to take a... Can I take the number that you're using here? Would that be all right to use? No. 
No, okay. Uh, we need a number just for the just to be able to contact you to process the, the personal injury claim for you. Phones are not invented in the time that I'm from. Okay, I've just got uh, two more questions before I be able to take any information about the accident. Can I ask are you a member of a work union or a federation at all? No. No, okay. And the claim is for yourself, it was you that was injured, is that correct? It was, yes. Oh, okay. Um, so, yeah, if you'd like to give me just a brief overview of the accident um, and what injuries you sustained, I'll say something we can help you out with. I was helping to protect the Emperor as he was. Um, caravanning off to a different village, and on the way we were attacked by orcs. I took an arrow to the knee, and now I'm unable to adventure anymore. I see. Okay, I'm sorry to hear that. Um, unfortunately, not something that we'll be able to help you out with here. Um, I would suggest um, potentially getting in touch with um, some wizards. Yes, no, that would be a, be a good thing to handle. Unfortunately, I won't tell you out today, Oswin, OK? The problem with wizards is they can be tricksy, though. They know ways of doing stuff, and you can never trust them. Was this not correct, my man? Um, yeah, I can confirm that, but I'm afraid I will have to end the, end the call, Oswin, OK? OK, if you're ever in need of bodyguarding, then give me a call. I will do, thank you. Best of luck. Thank you, sir. Good day. Fucking hell. <laughs> Aye. That was good. That was good, man. I love. I just love the way that they're um, actually playing along. It's brilliant. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, that was adventure calls. Um, I think. We're Don't gonna... trust any wizards. Yeah. If you get any weird phone calls from, <laughs> what was his name? Oswin Blackhammer. Then yeah, you know it's still. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> brilliant. That was good. Make an omelette without killing a few kids. Okay, so this bit is the challenge bit. We don't have a name for it yet. Cha- challenge bit, yeah, we're working the cha- on that one. The challenge room. Welcome, welcome to the challenge room. Um, and this week we've only got one challenge. I'm going to issue a challenge to Nick, and it is a Savage Worlds quiz. Oh, shit. So, <laughs> this is um, Dragon or Blagon. It's yep. a um, game that we've played before, and this week it comes in the form of a Savage Worlds quiz. So, I've had a look through the book of Savage Worlds, and I've come up with some questions for you. I've made up a bunch of shit, and you have to guess which the real one is. Yeah. Okay, so question one. In Savage Worlds, obviously, you have combat manoeuvres, and these are different uh, actions that you can perform while in combat. And I have written some down. Yeah. You have to guess which one is the real <clears throat> combat manoeuvre from the book. Mm-hmm. Okay, is it wild attack, punt in the conk, opportunity strikes, slam sandwich, or <laughs> sweeping attack? <laughs> it's the first one, wild attack. You're correct. Well done. That's one point. (laughs) Okay. uh, Which one of these is a real beast from the bestiary in Savage Worlds? Ooh, okay. Okay. Chomp King. (laughs) Clothesline Monster. (laughs) Harbinger harbinger of Destruction. Wang Jangler. Or Small Cat. (laughs) (laughs) Well, how dangerous some small cats can be. Um, Oh, shit. Uh, um, I'm going to need to push you for time. What was that harbinger of destruction? Wrong. Ah. It was small cat. Oh, shit. (laughs) That's what I missed that one. Also in Savage Worlds, you have edges, and these are cool things that your character has. They can be abilities or personality types or things like that. 
Um, which one is the real edge from Savage Worlds? Okay. Is it the Shocker, <laughs> Two-Fisted, Ham Doctor, Killer Insect, or Leader of Women? Oh, ham Doctor. <laughs> did you say? I did say Ham Doctor. And what was the one before Ham Doctor? The shock. Uh, no, Two-Fisted. I'm going to go Two-Fisted. Correct. Yes. It is Two-Fisted. <laughs> I like Ham Doctor, though. Okay, next one. Which one is the real spell from the book? Okay. Okay, is it Thunderclap, Chunder Blunder, Spectral Butt Sex, <laughs> Puppet, or Smite Monster? I was going to say Puppet. Correct? Yes! Oh, mate, you're too good at this. Okay, so the next one is I've got the taglines of various um, Savage World settings right, okay, and yeah. you have to guess the setting from the tagline. So let's go through these quickly. So, Mars Needs Heroes. Is that from Mars? 18 something? Oh, I can't remember the last bit. It's from Mars. It's an old one, really, really old Savage World setting. Unfortunately, I'm going to have to push you for an answer, mate. It's Mars like 1881 or something like that. You're close. It's Space 1889. Oh, shit. Um, okay, this one. Stalk the creatures of the night or become one. That's... Uh, I think that's Rippers. Yes, yes, correct. Yes. Next one. The year is 1876, but the history is not our own. Now, I haven't written the answer here, so... Uh, uh, yeah, have a go. Oh, I know that one. You're going to have to answer, Nick. I can't remember. Uh, is it Weird Wars? No, oh. um, but I don't know which one. <laughs> you don't even I am on the page. Know. <laughs> I'm on the page of Weird Wars, and it's not that one. Oh, it's Deadlands: The Weird West. Oh, the thing I was talking about earlier. Great. Yes, and the <clears throat> final one yep. is David is 11 years old. He weighs 60 pounds. He is four feet six inches tall. He has brown hair. His love is real, but he is not. <laughs> I don't know that one. You're going to have to answer, mate. You have to have a guess. <laughs> His love is real, but he is not. Oh, yes. no. Casper the Friendly Ghost. That was the <laughs> film AI. Oh, shit. So, <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't actually... Uh, that was a red herring. Yes. Thanks for that. Uh, so, overall, you got <laughs> three points, I think. Okay. I don't think it really matters, because you don't win anything. But, what? yeah, three points, I think. Out of... Uh, some, 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 some about some questions. Hey everybody, come gather around the fireside. I got a story to tell you about a time when I beat two goblins and three basilisks all by myself. That's right, I did it with my own two hands and my trusty six shooter, of course. But that's not the point. Point is, I beat them. I won. Fireside tales. So oh. this segment is Fireside Tales, where we tell our RPG stories from our RPG experience stories experience. In our game story games. Experience. Uh, yeah, sure. I'll go first. So, yeah, I'm going to tell the story of... Uh, this one's from GURPS, if I remember rightly. First session... What? 20 minutes into the game? Oh, this was the quickest character death we've ever had, wasn't it? Ever. So this is the short-lived sad, sad tale of Dr. Twist, <laughs> which is, again, Ryan's uh, creation. So this guy was... Um, 
Oh, Android was he? No, he was a he was a synth. So he was made in a lab, and he was a he, he was a, a reject synth. So he was um, thrown out because it was uh, well, he wasn't built properly, was he? Well, he was supposed to resemble a child, but he was actually monstrous in size. <laughs> but 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 was just a huge baby. Yeah, and. Because uh, because he was um, rejected and and uh, not actually sold, I think he was like banished or whatever. So he could only listen uh, wherever he was in his imprisonment. He could only listen to Dr. Dre's album, The Chronic, two thousand and one, um, and and Oliver Twist the film on it or something yeah. on DVD. It's the only things he had. Um, so he based his entire identity on those two things. Um, something happened where we was the party had to get out of a building so uh, as a grenade because a grenade had gone off or a bomb was about to go off inside um, we all rolled fine on our agility and we got out not a problem Ryan fouled his agility um, didn't realise that he had fouled the roll and then he just said I shut the door and we all kind of just looked at him and was like you sure? I was like yeah and I think he thought that he was outside not realising that he had failed his role, and so in doing that, shut the door on himself and just blew up. <laughs> he was literally, the, he, he lived for 20 minutes in the game. It was the first encounter we had, and we all got out, not a problem, meant to be really straightforward, and then we just, basically in the game, you just see this giant baby looking at the party, close the door, and then there's an explosion and the door blows <laughs> off, and you're never to be seen again. Oh, Poor Dr. Amazing. Twist, that's my fireside tower. So mine this week is very short indeed. I'm, I'm just going to go for... It's not even really a story, it's just an, okay. a, an enduring image that I quite like. Um, I was playing Cthulhu, um, my brother was DMing, and this was at the pub down the road. Pub Thulu, yeah. Pub Thulu. And, um, yeah, it was a 1990s campaign, as he likes to do, and we were policemen investigating a series of gruesome murders. Nice. And before we did so, right, we had to go and get supplies. So we went um, to, uh, like, a mall, and in that mall they had, um, you know, various supply shops, gun shops, those kind of things. Um, but I instead went and got a uh, lance from a medieval shop. <laughs> and so I was this grizzled, like, cockney cop that was like, oh, give me the information, and I'd just, like, point a giant lance at them. <laughs> Get away in the lance. It was fucking awesome. And, um, yeah, so and later on we tracked down these murders to this cult, and we found where they were meeting, and in, instead of questioning them, me and my friend James rode in, um, he drove a car into them and was just ploughing through them and at the same time I was leaning out the window with my lance just lancing people as we were driving past and he was firing out of his window while he was driving Strike at the same time down as you go past. <laughs> brilliant. and that was it it was just I, I love the fucking just that just image. the image of it yeah. somebody <laughs> driving a car with somebody lancing out lancing the other side. people on the other side it was fucking awesome brilliant in the future you will be able to send a letter from anywhere on the planet this is the future. This is the Electro Letter. So, okay, this is Electro Letters. Um, this is the part of the show where we um, read out um, questions that are sent in by our lovely listeners. So the first question we've had in on Twitter, and this is from Zach Jenkins. Thanks, Zach. Um, he's asked... If the Jenk. <laughs> Zach the Jenk. Um, if you play with a person that's just not very good or they just don't mesh with the group, what strategies do you use to avoid playing with them? It's funny that though, isn't it? Because we our group's quite tight, so yeah. we're 
all right. I've not experienced that myself because I've only ever played with you guys and yeah, we all get on, so. Yeah, and the thing is, um, we, we don't have any problems, but I have heard about people that have had these problems and I'm not gonna name names, right? But f knows who he is, right? And he was telling me years ago about, I'll believe his name out, don't worry. Um, he was telling me years about uh, years ago about this um, guy who was like a really, really good family friend. Like they'd known him for years and years and years. He was a mate of his dad's and he, he, they used to play D&D as like a family, right? He's definitely gonna know what I'm talking about him now. But anyway, um, yeah, apparently this guy was like a family friend of theirs um, and they were like super tight, but they had to kick him out of the game. Because I the, think what the dad? No, not the dad. His mate. Oh, sorry. <laughs> but they they were quite tight mates. But they had to kick him out because he oh, he, he was drinking and and causing havoc at the games. I, the, I don't know. I never got the details, but I'm sure I like to picture just him throwing his dice about. And not no, caring. I think like getting in fights with people over stuff. He's like, what do you mean? It only got a plus D six on that fucking. What's in that chest? What a what? Nah, mate. Try nah, again. Mate, I, nah, try nah, again. I know there's something more than gold right. there. Do mate. I have to shake you down? Yeah, so that's that's one way of getting rid of them. Just tell them not to turn up. But the thing is, if I I think if I had a, pro, a problem player who didn't quite mesh with the group, we'd all try and find something that we all enjoy. Common you know ground. I mean? It's like I played RPGs with a bunch of different groups, and you get loads of different types of character. But essentially, you know, you all do something that you all like because you're all friends for a reason to begin with, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, and with Sean's Cthulhu campaign, you know, we're all mates, and we sort of bond over video games. And here's campaign there the one shot was you know very video game yeah, yeah. find some common ground with them and if they are proper jerks then just tell them the fuck off <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> that's what I'd say um, speaking of Ryan though um, who is one of our regular gaming group I have got a message from his missus oh um uh, she sent me a lot of messages Not actually um, yeah I can't read them all out because they are <laughs> filthy but um, our next question comes in from Lorna Giffen she says okay so I was listening to your boner content Love to. She actually wrote that. Um, love to. <laughs> Oops. Oh yeah. She says love Jeanette's story, but it made me wonder how she was able to do her own little things in the story. Obviously, I know they're playing online, but could the same thing happen face to face? I.e., could one of your characters go off and do their own thing with the rest of the team, not knowing, and maybe betray the team? Okay. So, what she's saying is like tricks. Well, it's kind of like if if we're all sitting there, right, and everyone hears what another player's doing. If they if they go right, I'm going to fuck off on my own. Yeah. Well, everyone can hear it, can't yeah. they? So I guess the question is like, how the fuck do you deal with that? But how did the character hear it? That's the that's thing. that's the point. Yeah. So let's say, for instance, you and I are doing a role playing game, right? Yeah. And we're in a, we're in like a, a zombie infested area, right? Mm -hmm. And I say I'm going to go off on my own and do something secretly to betray Nick. Nick, the player, would have heard it, but your character wouldn't have heard it so even though Nick knows his character is not allowed to act as if he knows yeah it sounds a little bit obscure but is it when you're actually doing it it's easy it's yeah like, because you're, you're in the role of someone anyway you're almost so. like a puppeteer aren't you and it's like your little puppet doesn't know but the, per the person that's controlling it does and mm -hmm. yeah and it's easy to do that because you could say well my character wouldn't do that and so he'd go off and do that so even if you don't think it's the right thing or you don't want to do it or it's not um got to help the game out if you, if you think your character would have done it you got to do it yeah <laughs> That's but, part of the fun. Yeah, and I think that stuff, as long as you're not a dick about it and go, yeah, but I heard it, I told him to do it, all of this shit. Yeah. As long as you're not a dick about it, it can be really fun because then people can go off and do shit it secretly and be dicks to each other and stuff. And it makes interesting angles. So basically, yeah. You um, can do that kind of stuff. But, you know, the other players will hear, but you just need to 
pretend you didn't when you're in character. When you're in character, yeah. So you have out-game chat when you're just talking to each other, and then you have in-game chat, which is when you're actually talking as your character in the game. So Could that was a like good that. question, Lorna. Cheers, Lords. Thanks for getting in touch. Uh, keep in touch. I'm doing a creepy wink as I say that. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> sexist. I should cut it out, man. Maybe don't say that. Don't say that. Sorry, Lorna. Sorry, Lorns. I didn't sorry. say it. You said it. I'm not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Now it's time for the final battle. Magic Missile! Okay, our next question's coming from on Facebook from Peter Beckett. Can, oh, right, his first question is, uh, can you never have James Pumpkin Clark on as a guest again? Done. Yeah, no, 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 that's fine. Um, I think, I, well, the thing is, though, you shouldn't really read that question because I, I sense it was racially motivated. Really? Yes. Okay, we'll leave that there, one. No, I shouldn't leave that in because people all think that Peter's a racist. No, that's true. Yeah, you might not want to give them right. Um, disclaimer, Peter is not a racist and James is Asian. <laughs> Start but, again. No, I'm keeping that in there. <laughs> it's so bad. And uh, number two... Have you ever lent a spare set of dice to another player? If so, have they become unlucky? And do uh, you guys believe in unlucky dice? We do. We believe, believe in misbehaving dice. Yeah, like you have to you have to punish the dice if they do bad, and then they'll do good later. Yeah, so, so you put them away in a box. You put them away. Yeah, you, you banish them into your little box, and you get another dice out if they're misbehaving. You know what? I don't think we've watched closely enough to see if they've come unlucky immediately after somebody's used them. That's true. And lending other sets of dice, uh, only if someone's forgot a set, but generally no, because we all have our own sets, don't we? Yeah, exactly. But I mean, have you ever used somebody's dice, say for instance, and then the week later their house is burnt down or something like that? Like, that's an unlucky dice, isn't no, it? Yeah, I can't say, do you want to borrow one of my D6s? <laughs> no, they call you a week later and you're like, where's my fucking dice, man? He's like, my house burnt down. So yeah, great question. Thank you, Pete. Okay. Cheers, Beckett. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next question is coming from G Plus Communities over at the network, Matt Stark. Uh, Matt, Matty's asked, um, since I've just started playing Savage Worlds in April, I'm relatively new to the system. I've run games for my local group and played uh, in lots of others, but I often have a hard time creating pre-gen characters for the one-shots I create. How do you handle character generation and NPC generation? Do you know what? Um, I think the my favourite way, right? Yeah is just before I start a session, just have a few people in mind that you want to base them off because you don't want to be creating real, if you're doing a one shot and you're keeping it short, most of the time, unless they're an important character, you don't want to be creating these really, really deep ones. You that just want them to be to five minutes, yeah. quickly memorable and just think of like one personality trait. And the easiest way to do this is go through your office or where you work and remember who's where and just go through them in a line and nice. so you go okay um, oh, I need an NPC what's she like and you go oh it's Janine from reception yeah. and then you think about when you sit ne on your desk and then there's the guy that sits next to you oh he's the next guy they meet and that's the, that's the easiest way to do it because really, really you see your work colleagues all the time and you get to know them a bit too well so you can come up on the spot with a character that's you know pretty genuine and stuff. yeah that's true yeah that's a really good way to think about it I like that um, and I suppose stat wise it's just well D6, isn't it, is, is average, so you just kind of... Yeah, or just have one generic sheet that you always bring. Yeah, and that's then, true. And then if you think that that character's fast, 
just quick, just know in your head, okay, he's actually got eight agility, not six, or whatever. If there's one special or a couple of special things about that person, just up the dice a little bit and then leave everything else as a six, and that's just your generic average NPC, isn't it, really? I think that's the best way to do it. I like that. I like the, uh, the work thing. What about if he works on his own? Uh, then you fucked, mate. <laughs> Sorry, Matt. <laughs> Cheers. But um, he also asked about player characters, didn't he? For one shots, he writes. Yeah. So uh, with with regards to if you want to have pre-generated characters, film um, stars. Yeah, you could go film stars or characters from stuff and just. I mean, characters from movies. Just base it on something like that. Um, but what you could do is just take the one straight out of the book. Usually, um, they'll usually the book will have like some pre-gen characters. Change them, change them, make them a little bit more to you. But yeah, there's, there's only so many variations of. But then, what if he's if he's played like a couple of sessions with his mates, right, and they've already used the pre-gen characters? Right. Yeah. Okay. In that case, you can do one or two things, right? Like Nick said, base them on movie characters or TV characters that you like, right, and just change the names or whatever, mm -hmm. or just use the internet. Because you might see find that people already they post their characters online. Get that do you know point. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, I did that a couple Doesn't of times. Doesn't have to be a Savage World specific character in so much as the idea of the character. You just and then just copy that and transfer it, it over to went, yeah. Savage Worlds. Yeah, that's that's really the best way of doing it. Is either just just you know rip off someone else's character or yeah. get or rip off a film character or just something. Change it a little bit. Yeah, nice and easy. And then you know that you're working with something that's established and it works because it's something you like. And mm -hmm. when you give that to the players, they'll enjoy playing it. Yeah. So hopefully that answers your question, Matt. And thank you very much for coming in. So we've had uh, we've had, we had a nice email coming from Pete Jones from um, the D-Side Defenders of Chester and Wrexham. Hey, shout out. Uh, I think they're like a wargaming and uh, RPG group. Um, and he's, he's got some tips for new players. Um, Pete says, play core rules only as written. Yeah. Um, try one shot first, like Eye of Kilquato. I think that says. Uh, this is one of the free ones uh, on the Pinnacle website. So there you go. You don't even have to pay for it to get to get an adventure. Um, start off with pre-generated characters, as they usually come seasoned. So you can, yeah. that means you can do more stuff mm -hmm. um, straight away, which is more fun. Um, and that's it. So yeah, that's um, some great little tips actually. Thanks for that, Pete. So yeah, that's just good advice for people playing Savage Worlds, really. Yeah, definitely. Core Rules as written is definitely um, you know the best way because uh, there's always that, that cliche you know of people arguing over shit um, rules and stuff like that. Pathetic. And, um, <laughs> yeah, and you know if you, if you just play the rules as written, then you're not going to um, have any problems with that, and it's it's the best way because if you straight away are adding shit to it. It's just going to make it overcomplicated, isn't it? Going to get confused, and yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you've only just started learning the rules yourself, and then you start adding stuff, so I mean, you, but you bought so. a bunch of shit as soon as getting Savage Worlds, but then you've already played loads of RPGs, so yeah. it's kind of different. If you're starting from scratch, you know, you just, just get a core rule book. That's the thing is, that's what I did first of all. I just got that book and read it. That was the first yeah. thing. And then once I read about it, it tells you about all the other stuff that you can add to it. And then, um, yeah, um, that's when I got all the other bits. Uh, Pete Jones recommends trying Savage Worlds. So brilliant. Thanks, Thanks for that, Pete. Pete Malloy. Cheers, mate. Pete Jones. <laughs> Pete Malloy there. Live action role playing. Watch your thunderbolt. Uh, 3,000 in the critical. Thunder Dark out critical. Thunder. Thunder. Thy arts are slain. Gary Algaza. Gaza. The, the manimal. Gaza sent us a question. Gaza always sends us a question. The Big Mac. Is uh, Yeah, the manimal. <laughs> he asks, what settings have you played? We have played... Next um, setting. 
Yeah, we played Nick setting. My setting. My setting. Not a different setting. No, um, we have played quite a few, but they tend to be all completely original. Yeah. Um, but I have played Forgotten Realms, which is a published one for D&D 4th edition. Good. Um, no. Uh, I've played... There was one that I did... Oh, we played Playscape? Yeah, we played Planescape as well. That Brilliant. was another published one. But then we played one that I did, which was a 1920s one. We played a sci-fi space opera type one. Yeah. We're doing a zombie one now. And we've done the Alice in Wonderland one. And That was good. And we did a um, post-apocalyptic one. Yeah, that was original so as well. We've done quite a good few settings. But we but make yeah, our own ones, some of them, don't we? We like making our own ones. Yeah, we usually make our own ones, so we, we haven't played too many published ones, but we're trying to change that. We are going to start doing something, though. Yeah. Okay, Next, his next question is, uh, why have you not foregone every other system for this one, uh, the best of them all? So he's a Savage Worlds fanboy. Um, I, to be honest, all right, I'm too new to it to want to play one system. I want to play everything. Well, yeah, I love Savage Worlds. I think it's great, but the the thing is, is I like playing different games. Me too. Regardless of how good Savage Worlds is, and it is very good. Um, yeah, I want to play some rubbish games as well, just so I can go. Yeah, they are rubbish. <laughs> well, I think that's basically why I bought Made. Oh, I think Made's going to be good though. I think it does Stay actually, tuned. It does Made's going to be good. good. Made is going to be good. I've, right. I've, I've, I think it's going to be great. Yeah, like I, I love playing different games. It, I think it, it it's makes it like Spaz your horizons. It's good. I, like, yeah. I, I want to play lots. Um, but the thing is, with with Savage Worlds, obviously there's loads of settings, but there's loads of settings for GURPS and things like that. So it just depends on what system you use, really. Savage Worlds is amazing, but I like using different ones. But we'll definitely come back and do more Savage Worlds ones and things like that. We just keep it. I think it's fun to change it each time we change a GM, and then it keeps everything new. And well, we usually changed it based on the setting for whatever's best for that type of setting. That's but true. What the person wants to do, yeah. You know, Savage Worlds can be used for a, for a myriad of settings, but. Get things like GURPS which is a generic system I don't think I'd ever do an action type game on it or I don't think I would do a fantasy one but it's for sci-fi I think it's funny you say that actually I think they've, GURPS has just done a fantasy kickstarter I don't know what it's going to be like but I don't know I don't know if I'd, I, I'd use GURPS for that but mm. nonetheless it was good for sci-fi and yeah, they, really good, yeah. they made Car Wars which is a Mad Max type game I really try that a GURPS expansion so yeah, I mean, the, there's different systems for different things. That's the way I see it. But I know some people just like to play Savage Worlds, and different that's fine. for different folks. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, do what you want. Do what you want. Savage. His next question is a free parter. Here we go. Oh, fuck. Have you had any good butt sex lately? Yes, but um, I... Okay, there was a cut intro from the last episode where I said something bad about Nick's mum and Nick made me take it out. Um, I'm not going to put it in the episode, but if you want it, email us and I'll send it to you. No, no you I can't. will. No, I you might. can't. No. Okay, I won't. No. <laughs> email us. Who was, uh, who, was the, who was the lucky fella? Oh, very funny. Uh-huh. Oh, and, is that, and the third one is, are oh, the butt sex jokes getting old? Uh, no. No, because you... from coming. James said it, you like to say it all the time, so there you go. 
Um, did, the nap, uh, did the new laptop come? Yes, it did. So I'm looking forward to... Wait, getting... did you talk about your new laptop in the last episode? Uh, no, what? I was talking... No, not at all. I'm on, the, on G+, I was saying that I wanted to get on to um, the Fantasy Grounds thing, but obviously my laptop died just as I wanted to get on it, so... So Gary's using our podcast as a method for communicating just with you... To talk about... <laughs> you're, you're responding, telling me about the laptop. <laughs> that was not the time, Gary. <laughs> it's true, guys. Uh, <laughs> we're busy have you signed up to play any FG Con games yet not yet we're doing it we're doing it but uh, I can't work a computer despite editing the podcast <laughs> shit and I didn't it. have a computer um, and um, oh, when you found out your mate threw a small child into a horde of zombies did you think differently of him as a human wow I don't know he's sitting right in front of me I th- I, do you know what I've thought about that right because the other day when we had that whole shit kick off where we, everyone started shooting each other I was having a really great time I was I you know loved I, I genuinely think if if now now we haven't played this game right if the world did go sour and I knew I had, my time was numbered you know what you did I'd go on a bit of a shooting spree mate <laughs> no maybe but if the police are listening I wouldn't do that ever they, yeah don't worry I, thought, I did wonder like when I was playing it I was like even for a character that I've made up, this is out of order. No, see, I I don't know. In all our games, right, there's always been a little bit of party tension in a fun way. Yeah. Um, but there's never been any kind of out-and-out fallout, character fallouts. I mean, obviously, we all get on outside of the game. But the way you stirred it all up again, all up with Sarah, really, really worked the, the setting that I'm playing, this kind of bleak, end-of-the-world, zombie apocalypse type thing. And I think it was great. It's it fucking... It was exciting to watch. As a GM, just sitting and not having to get involved in it, just watching this huge in-party death fight when, when, when in, <laughs> in real life, when am I going to get the chance to chuck a child to a bunch of zombies? Well, it's not going to happen. And his last question is, oh, this is a good one. His last, his last question is, um, last week's snacks question, um, you mentioned crisps, nibbles and chocolate. What the fuck is a nibble? <laughs> yeah, I forgot. Maybe that's like a British thing. It nibbles is. are like... Anything. It's just food, isn't it? Finger food. See, I don't know, but that was James that said that, right? Nibbles, anyone? He was, he was like, oh, we've got cri- crisps, nibbles and food. And it's like, that's like basically saying we've got food, food and crisps. Computer, just snacks and shit, isn't it? Yeah, just like but snacks. It's just another word for snacks, nibbles. Yeah, but like, we, you know, it's the sort of snacks that every country has, such as Jaffa Cakes, uh, Crumpets, Cream Tea, <laughs> you know. Yeah, every country, you know, yeah. Every, every country has digestive biscuits. Yeah. Right, I think so. Do they? I mean, you, I mean, we jam's jam, right? You'd never call it jelly. Not, not unless you're a massive. <laughs> no. Stop <laughs> it. Okay, so our next question is coming from Jeanette Gerard um, from G Plus, and hi Jenny. Hey, hey Jen. Um, so she said, um, so when are you going to talk, uh, when are you going to do a podcast on fantasy grounds? It has the most amazing tools for running Savage Worlds. I think we, we've spoken about this quite a lot and we definitely want to host a podcast, you know, a uh, play session where fans can get involved and we'll record it and release it as bonus content. We don't know when that's going to be, but definitely we're going to do we're that. We're looking thing. into it, aren't we? So we're we're looking into it. We've got a, there's a lot of red tape. With We'd like grounds. to play with the dorks. Um, we just need to do work out times in it because we've got a bit of a time difference. Exactly. Here. So, yeah, but so it's, it's going to happen. It's in the pipeline. So we just got to yeah, get that sorted. But we will. And then she's also got another question. Um, so she's, uh, she's, uh, she's set that bit up. 
Of course, the character dying is very much part of gaming. You just roll a new character and go on, right? Uh, uh, so, have you ever encountered difficulty with the exception that, uh, with the expectation that your new character would just be a re-rolled version of your old character? Um, well, me, no, I don't think so. Personally, when a character dies, if I lose a character, I wouldn't then want to think, oh, I just want to make a variation of that same character, because it's boring, right? If your character's died, that gives you uh, carte blanche to go mad and start a new character and come in with a whole completely different angle. Yeah, I mean... I always do it something completely different if I change characters. James died every week, and he went through characters like... Oh, God, yeah. I go his, through... His body count was unreal, bless Nick's mum... No, um... Shut up. And he basically had... What did he have? A builder, followed by a <sighs> robot... Yeah. Followed by a Yakuza member. I mean, we sort of have a habit in our group of always trying to pick something wildly different from our last one. Yeah. I'm sure that people do do that where they just go, oh, fuck, my character's dead. He was awesome. I want to make another one like him. But we never really do We don't do really that. do that, do we? No, I feel like, yeah. We always try to keep it different. But I suppose if you're playing the same campaign for, for a huge period of time, then I don't know, it's a bit different. But we... As what well, do we? As run for like three, four months, and then well, we, we did have one it. where it, it went on for like six months. I mean, yeah, the, true, the thing yeah. is, yeah, you and, and even within that, you still change it up and, and stuff like that. Like in Cthulhu, I had a guy that was basically like a poet, and he was oh, yeah. completely unhinged. <laughs> and then I switched from that to a really level-headed, always prepared, homeless guy. So yeah, we always try and keep it different, basically. Just yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Thank you, mate. Yeah. Um, I'm just a man walking down the street, and here I come, and I'm looking Oi, fuck off! Oh, shut up! What? I'm a fucking northerner! Give us your fucking phone! <laughs> yeah, fucking hell! Oh, you got a podcast on it! <laughs> got any good ones? Well, only tabletop twats! Shut the fuck up! Uh, right, so our next question is from Jamie Pearson over at the Nerds International Network from the. Uh, the Wild Die podcast and he said oh here we go right since it seems you will read out anything that's sent, here, sent in here is one for you situation a circus clown wants to show you a magic trick he stands behind you and tells you to pull down your pants oh dear god since <laughs> since you agree to do so he then asks um, so oh, I definitely have to agree you have to agree so uh, since you agree to do so he then asks do you feel my thumb in your bum Fuck's sake. Just as you reply, yes, I do, he waves both hands in front of your face and says, ta-da! What do you do? Um, Mate, that is fucking horrible. <laughs> for me, hopefully, wake up. By the way, Nick kept looking at me, the, me in the eyes while he was reading that out. <laughs> I feel like thumbs up, dude. <laughs> Get that away from me. Um, yeah, I guess we do read everything out that people send Maybe us. Maybe we shouldn't. Yeah, cheers, Jay. Thanks, mate. Is that our welcome present to the network? Yeah. <laughs> now we look ridiculous. This is meant to be a serious podcast. Yeah, it's not. You look, start taking this D&D shit seriously, all right, mate, because it's not a game. All right, it's not a game. <laughs> uh, next question is from uh, Craig Isted. Super fan. Super fan. Um, thanks for the picture, Craig. Brilliant. Um, and he's... Okay, he's got a good one. So his question is, do the campaigns ever turn sexual? Um... The thing is, right, no. You, you And you're very immature for having asked. Yeah, what's but, the question? But we do have... Sometimes in-game sex does in happen. In-game is completely different, like we spoke about earlier. And it's always so awkward. It's really it's weird, weird, isn't it? Think about how much shit you do in RPGs, right? You have to t keep track of, like, you're eating, you're sleeping, all of this. Sometimes the characters have sex. And I've talked about 
when Randy Ditchner not with each other. No, that's not happened. That's that's, so that would be fucking super weird. That would be weird. Uh, so this is this is the party with NPCs. Let's yeah, just straight. Let's yeah, just clear that up. No, we're not having sex with each other every week, <laughs> right? But one thing that happened was remember um, during we were doing an Alice in Wonderland. Uh, Campaign. It was like a dark, fucked up version of Alice in Wonderland. Oh, they, I know in, in Pathfinder. And they, yeah, and they got transferred there against their will. And at one point, they get to the Queen of Hearts, and she has a massive raging lady hard on for Colin, their gnome, and she um, says that she won't let them pass unless she he has sex with her. Sex right? Times, right. And what I thought was, okay, either the party is gonna kill her. Or they're going to convince her otherwise, or they're going to get, give her a fat stack of cash. She was adamant, though. I never thought that, that you guys were actually going to do it, and then she Ryan, really wanted to rip a piece of Colin off, didn't she? Yeah, and then <laughs> Ryan was like, "Okay, Colin." He, he was shitting it. He really didn't want to do it, did he? Yeah, and all of us, all of us were sitting there, just like, "Oh, this is so awkward." And we were just like, "Ryan, roll for your performance," and he rolls his like. I can't remember. No, no. If you remember rightly, first of all, didn't we have to roll to see how? well equipped Colin was oh yeah no yeah first of all he rolled um, what was it charisma to see how big his wang was yeah his and then um, yeah then he he rolled for his performance and all of us were just like it was so cringy oh god it was so cringy after a successful fail happens the DM has to go to go go, you know um, okay you swing it in with your axe and it comes down as a crushing blow and it was like with that bit I was just like do I have to describe it? And my brother was like, Harrison, you've got to do it, mate. <laughs> and all of us were like, re- looking really awkwardly at each other. And I went, you perform well. Okay, yeah. let's move yeah. on. Yeah. And we've had another question from Eric. That's Eric Lamaru. Mr. Lamaru. The lamb. The lamb slice, number two, 2.0. <laughs> Lamaru. Why do you have to uh, use deck of cards for initiative? That's so stupid. I agree. Do you think so? A little bit. I, I prefer rolling. I like it. Well, I like rolling for initiative because um, I think it's ever so slightly more realistic because you get the bonuses of your character's speed taken into account. All oh, right. But that being said, I thought I was going to mind the card initiative a lot more than I did. And in fact, when we started doing it and it was just completely random, it doesn't actually affect me And the joke is pretty cool. Yeah, exactly. So, so I think it's pretty decent. Yeah. And that's why. Yeah, there you go. Uh, and, <laughs> and he said, do you play the Benny Hill theme tune when running a, ch- a chase? Not yet, but why not? We haven't had a chase yet. So no, we haven't done a chase. We, not in this now. campaign, but now. Now, definitely. We have had chases before, but not in this one. Is that yet. like a bit racist, though, to say that? About what? English people, Benny Hill? Uh, I think so, yeah. Yeah. It's bang out. We mate. don't all listen to Benny Hill. Actually, and when we run, that, that, that song doesn't automatically play. <laughs> Just because when I was a kid, I had Benny Hill videos and watched them all the time. Oh, uh, I knew it. I know it's sad isn't it? so big thank you to everyone that sent a question in thank you That's keep them coming in we love answering them exactly we really fun. do and we will read out anything and as, yeah, as, as Jamie pointed out we, yeah. we are absolutely desperate for fans <laughs> and for people to listen so send us anything in and we'll read it out should we make that pact what if people start sending like hate speech no, no we we're not going to read anything out but we, we might know we probably will send it in we'll see depends if it's a slow week so, as we mentioned before, we are now part of the Nerds International Group of Nerds Network. Yes. With a hyphen. With a hyphen. That's important. So, Google them. They're awesome guys. And yeah. they do various podcasts. And the one we're going to mention this week that we really like is... Gathering of Dogs. The Gathering of Dogs. And what are they all about? 
Um, it's just a bunch of, we spoke about it a little bit before this, yeah, it's just a bunch of guys and they play through different games and they uh, and they film, I think it's live playthroughs or and you can get into the chat with them and um, chat live to them while they're playing and stuff like that and they just want to have a laugh, a few beers and uh, play RPGs And online. incredibly funny as well. On Fantasy Grounds as well. So if you do want to have a think, look at um, how Fantasy Grounds works, what we've been talking about, go onto their YouTube or on the, on the Geek G Plus or the uh, Gathering of Dorks and you'll see all their stuff on there and um, you can see how Fantasy Grounds actually runs. So cool. check out the Gathering of Dorks. Go they're good guys. Nice. Yeah. Good people. Good people. Nice to meet you. My name's John Wick. I kill dogs every day because I'm sick. Up my sleeve, I've got a gun. So if you have a dog, you better run. So let's say, for instance, you you have listened to this podcast and you think those guys sound like great guys, really handsome. How I want to go for a beer with them. How do you get in touch, Nick? How do? I'll tell you how. Uh, you can email us at tabletoptwats at gmail.com. You can also get in touch with us uh, at uh, Twitter, which is at Tabletop Twats. Um, you can also drop us a line on Facebook, which is at Tabletop T. And lastly, but not leastly, of course, G+, which is where it's all going on, really. And uh, we're, yeah, come, either come to our um, page on G+, you just search us, or come over to the Nerds International um, community, and we're on there as well. So Additionally, if you want to get in touch with just Nick, his address <laughs> is number 37... Is that right? No, it's wrong. <laughs> oh, right, OK, I'm going to have to look up his address. <laughs> So that's that's about it for another episode of the Tabletop Twats. Oh, no, no, we're not in America, man. That's out of order. <laughs> Just found out what that meant this week. That was interesting. Yes, yeah, so we found out this week that our name is much worse in America than it is here. Uh, yeah, and it's they the say it differently as well. It's equivalent of the really bad word. The, the, the really Actually, bad we've word. We've said it a couple here. of times in this show. But try and guess which really bad word it is that we've said. Which is really funny because we had no idea. And uh... yeah, my mum. I was talking to her earlier, and she was like, she lives in America. And she was like, I really like your tabletop twats. <laughs> she was scared. And she was like nervous it. to say it, and I was just like, Mum, it's twats. Why are you saying it like that? She and she, she, yeah, and she was just like, Oh right, oh I didn't realise. I could, I, she was like, I really wanted to share. She's been your... out there too long. <laughs> yeah. She was like, I wanted to share your page, but um, I thought all my friends would be disgusted. Oh. <laughs> Probably, but yeah. So sorry about that. We didn't really, uh, we didn't know. We, we don't know. We don't know. We don't know. It's, it's Over here, it means uh, yeah, hitting someone or someone is a bit thick. <laughs> yeah. So to anyone that is offended by tabletop twats as a name, uh, we're going to change it to something more offensive. So this week we're Are calling we? it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to call it tabletop. No fucking way, are we? <laughs> no, we're keeping it, mate. Oh, yeah, alright. It's a beautiful it's name. We lost. No, I really, I really, really should bleep that one. Previously on Tabletop Twats. Yeah, uh, so that's pretty much for uh, it from us on episode two of Tabletop Twats. And uh, wait, 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 what? sorry, man. I just need to. Um, what? I need to go out for a sec. Yeah, no, no, because I need to go to the shop to. Now? Get some... Yeah, no, I need to get a at home, mate. I'm just no, but I'm, no. I'm, I'm only gonna be like five minutes. Oh, for fuck's sake. Go. All right. See ya. Uh, well, anyway, yeah. So that is. So that's. Just... Oh. Who's that? Hello. Hello. Who's that? It's me, Alan Rickman. What the fuck? I'm, I'm here because because I, I need to talk to you about something. What? Okay, Al, 
I think you can come out now, mate. I think he's gone. Oh, thank God. It was so cramped in that bloody cupboard. Anyway, listen, um, Alan, um, aren't you kind of supposed to be dead? Dead? No. But taken a thousand years into the future by the space government's Department of Anti-Galactic Terrorism based on my work in the Harry Potter movies, which they believe to be fact? Yes. Whoa. Uh, what's Harry Potter? What do you mean you've never seen... Uh, what, is it Harry famous? Uh, I've seen Galaxy Quests, um, Love Actually. They were pretty good. Thanks. Anyway, that's not the point. I'm here to warn you about a grave and terrible danger. That Harrison that you do this stupid cast pod with is actually a space criminal. What? No way, Harrison. Way, Nick. Very way indeed. Let me show you. Into the portal. Your Earth, in 1,003 years, this is the work of your friend Harrison. Is that? Yes, Hitler, or more accurately, Hitler's. You see, in the future, he's a crime boss, and he created an army of mega-Hitlers and set the world ablaze. But how? How can one scrawny chimp man have all that power? He gained immense influence by ruthlessly seizing control of most of the world's organized crime, then used his connections to gain a vast array of unfathomably cataclysmic materials. Using these, he not only created his army, but developed technology to make human cells rapidly repair, making himself near unkillable. <sighs> Come on, back through the portal. Hey! <laughs> Shut up. Oh. So, Alan, how the fuck do we stop him? We're going to travel through time to a point where he was weaker and shoot him in the noggin. <laughs> yeah, that sounds easy. It won't be, you idiot. Oh, but if we mess up, we'll just go back in time again and try again. It's easy, right? To travel in time is unbelievably difficult, expensive and rare. The crystals required to do so were mined for around 400 years. And guess how many they found? Uh... Three. Oh. And I wasted one showing you that dramatic vision of your embuggered Earth. And it's an inexact science. So when we travel, we could end up at Harrison's birth, or when he was actually at his most powerful. Right. <sighs> Shall we go? Yeah, man. Let's do this. Okay. Into the portal. <laughs> where are we going? Shut up. Oh, where are we going? Neo-Tokyo. <laughs> <laughs> 